Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover him and find purpose today. I left off last time talking about tasting the Lord and seeing that he is good. And I'm still thinking about those cinnamon rolls I was talking about last time. Um, But, you know, I said tasting and um, seeing the Lord and trusting the Lord, they're all tied together in Psalm 34 and 8. It says, oh, taste the Lord and see that he is good. Um, You know, blessed is the man who trusts in him. It's an experience. It's knowing him. It's um, that that's that's where we left off. And, you know, an awesome thing about this, this uh, authentic Christianity, an awesome thing about Christianity is God's love is for everyone. You know, um, you know, there's things that people say, well, that's just not for me or that uh, that Christian stuff is just not for me. But I have found it's so amazing how God's God will draw people to himself from all walks of life. It God's love is is works with men and women. It works with boys and girls. It works with young people and old people and uh, middle-aged people. It works with good people and bad people, hard people, really hard, some the hardest people I've known. Um, God's love has softened their heart. He took out that stony heart and gave them a heart of flesh. It works for uh, people that are sensitive and people that are creative and Everybody finds a place with God, and um, it's for every race. Uh, that's that's so cool. Every race. As a matter of fact, there's only one race. It's the human race, but it's for every every tribe, every tongue, every nation. It's for all people everywhere. Uh, authentic Christianity and knowing Jesus. It's for every single person, and 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 that's amazing. And I, I say this a lot, but it's such a profound thing that the that the Lord impressed on my heart. It's very, very simple. But, you know, what people may call worthless, God calls priceless. I love I love uh, to see the underdog win. And I believe that's God's heart. I, I think I, I, I feel for people that have been called worthless or been told they would have never amount to anything or some people that. Um, I know what it's like to be out there and sin and burn bridges and, and, you know, have people not want anything to do with you. And there's some, some relationships we can never get back that we've broken trust and we've, we've had broken relationships. But the amazing thing about God is he's a restorer and what people call worthless, um, God calls priceless. And even when people can't forgive us, God will certainly indeed forgive us. And you, you can't. Uh, get to the place where God won't forgive you if you still want forgiveness today. And so uh, I'm, I'm talking about unwrapping the gift of love. You know, I saw these boxes in a store that were, it looked like it was gift wrapped and it was easy opening box. And you could just, um, it was real simple. You just put a present in there in the box and open the lid. It looks, it, it looks like it's wrapped, a gift wrapped with paper, but it's not. You just pull the lid off and it comes apart real easily and you can get the gift out. And God's love is like that. It's, there's no strings attached. And then there's, there's, I use this as an illustration at church, but I tied um, or had my wife tie a heart into a box and with strings. And when I opened the gift wrapping, I couldn't pull the heart out of the box because the strings were tied to the heart. And you know what? With people, many times love has strings attached. 
And so does forgiveness. They don't forgive easily. They, they bring it up again and again. There's strings attached to it. But I love what, what uh, you know, First John 1 and 9 says, that if, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he doesn't just forgive us. He, he, he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. He, he cleans it out of us. He, he makes us new. Um, I like it in the Passion Translation, 1 John 1 and 9. It, it, it says, if we freely admit our sins, when his light uncovers them, he will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive us our sins because of Christ, and he will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, that's amazing to me. Um, I use this illustration that uh, for people because I've been there where I've, I've broken people's trust and I've had my trust broken and people will say, well, you know, uh, if just because God's forgiven them, does that mean I should forgive them? Yes, most certainly you need to forgive them, but you got to understand something. There's some people that we, we, um, have a major break of trust. Say if you're, uh, Say if you're a woman that has been abused um, by her husband or been battered, you know, or somebody that has had um, their trust break broken by a drug addict or an alcoholic, you know, God forgives us when we when we repent. But with people, we may have to build. Well, we not may have. We will have to build their trust back. If uh, and and we can't expect them to just because we become a Christian. We're talking about authentic Christianity. We can't expect everyone to just celebrate us when we become a Christian. They want to see proof that we've changed. Um, There has to be boundaries when people break our trust. We do forgive them. Our heart is we want them to change. We love them and we want them to change. But we have to see, and I use this illustration, it would be like if we had a clean white carpet in our uh, room and someone came into our house, came to the door and came in our house and and walked over um, our white carpet with their muddy shoes um, over and over again. At some point, we need to stop them at the door, and and we look at their shoes and we we uh, see if there's mud on them or not. And when there's still mud on them, we we just say, you know, we we want you to come in. We would love you to come in, but you have to get the mud off of your shoes first. And to me, that's like building trust and. We really know if we've forgiven somebody when we begin to be able to pray for them and feel sorry for them and begin to want to see them saved. But it doesn't mean that we have to um, allow them back into our life in an intimate way like maybe they were at one time. It, that, it doesn't mean that at all. It means we just truly have to be able to forgive them from the heart. But, you know, when we talk about God's authentic love and forgiveness, um, his love and forgiveness is is an amazing thing because he immediately forgives us. He immediately wipes our sin away. He immediately, you know, uh, gives us salvation. It it's that's that's just it's unfathomable to me how God's love is is such a, so powerful and so forgiving. And there's no strings attached. It's not like God says, well, when you mess up, I'll bring it up again. No, God forgives us and he wipes our sin away as far as the East is from the West. And, you know, I pray that 
even even this moment, even this day, that we could not only receive the authentic love of Jesus, but that we could give that same love to the world around us. You know, I was praying one time, and I was complaining about this and that and the other thing, and I sensed the Holy Spirit rebuke me and say, you know, the very things that people frustrate you with, you frustrate me with the same thing. And I thought, wow, that's true. That That's so true right there. I mean, what do you say to that? You say, forgive me, Lord, because you're right. I, I frustrate you. I complain. I I sin. I, I, I do things that... to you, God, and yet I'm out uh, worrying about other people and, you know, concerned about them and complaining about them. But God, I just, I just need to rejoice that you've forgiven me. I just need to live thankful, God, that you've, you've forgiven me and trusted me with your grace and trusted me to preach your word. You know, I, I, no matter how long I've been doing this, I still love to preach the Word of God. I love to teach the Word of God. I love to read the Word of God because it just, um, to me, it's not I have to, but I get to. I don't have to, uh, you know, do this podcast and this radio program. I get to. I get to do it. What a privilege it is. It, what a privilege it is that you all trust me to hear me, to hear the Word, to hear what I've got to say. It, it's just it's very humbling. It's very humbling that someone would, would listen to, uh, you know, an old country boy, um, you know, here in the, in the mountains and, and, you know, you would respond to the grace of God on our lives. And it just, it's a very humbling experience. And we think about the love of God and how he pulls us from all walks of life to walk with him. It's a, it's an amazing thing, you know? Um, I want to read 1 Corinthians 13 in the Amplified Bible. It says, If I can speak in tongues of men and even of angels, but have not love, that reasoning, intentional, spiritual devotion, such as is inspired by God's love for and in us, I am only a noising gong or a clanging cymbal. Wow. Um, that's, that's, that's something. He says we're like a we're like a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Um, you know, love is the test of our speech. And for that matter of all of our ministry, love is the test. Um, I like what Paul is doing here to me. He's, he's doing something sarcastic. He's saying that where speech is like a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal that will drown out what one's saying. Um, they can't even hear the speech because of the, 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 the screeching noise, uh, to say it another way, they don't care what you say until people know how much you care. You know, I've heard that said, I believe John Maxwell said that until they see how much you care, they don't, they don't care what you say it, without love. Um, it's ineffective, uh, you know, and, and that's, that's the thing we have to have love in our daily life, not just when we're at church, but in our daily life, um, to become, uh, means to indicate it's one's continuing state or condition if we speak without love. You know, um, you know, when we talk to our children, when we talk to our spouse or our, our, our co-workers, it, if we went up and we started ringing a bell, at the same time we started talking, that would be very irritating. But also they couldn't understand what we were saying because we'd be ringing a bell. You know, till we we define love here, to experience God's love, we rarely see unconditional love. Um, 
don't feel bad if that rocks your world because I think it's all of us. There's no example like the love of God. Um, you know, love uh, is it's that quality which is unconditional and sacrificial. It's called agape love. It's it's what God is like. It's it's God showing love to people who don't deserve it, like you and I. And what and God God enables by His Spirit in the heart of His surrendered saints is agape love. It doesn't depend on the world's um, criteria for love, such as attractiveness or emotions or sentimentalism. It, it, agape is self-sacrificial and seeks the benefit of the one they're loving. It's without expecting anything in return. Wow. No strings attached. A love which means death to self since the essence of self is selfishness, self-will, and self-gratification. Agape is the love activated by personal choice or will, enabled by God working within us. See, it's not based on our feelings towards the loved one. Agape may involve emotion, but it must always involve specific actions, as Paul goes on to describe, which in itself is an excellent definition. To love, um, love is an action word. We got to understand that. Um, it's not just in thought, it's in action. Um, we got we to gotta learn daily, moment by moment, to die to ourself and, and love people with God's love. It's, it's supernatural to love with God's love. You know, it's regarding love in the last days. I think love will be a sign and a wonder to people that if we if we love people the way Jesus loves people, it's going to be it's going to be a sign and a wonder to others. You know, I want to say this today, friends. Jesus loves you no matter where you are in the world. Jesus loves you no matter who you are, no matter what your name is, no matter what your background is, no matter where you've come from. No matter if you've known your parents or not, Jesus loves you today, friends. And when we talk about authentic Christianity, Jesus wants to have a real authentic relationship with you, and he wants you to experience his love and not hold it to yourself, but share it with other people. So I pray that as you unwrap God's gift of love, you would pay it forward and share it with others. I just pray that together we can we can have a love so strong that it will overcome the forces of the Antichrist because it's the only thing that can beat that spirit is the love of God. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.